turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 21. Gospel of John, chapter 21. I ask you this question. How many of you like challenges? How many of you like challenges? Yes? For example, some of you like the challenge of putting a complicated puzzle together. Who, who enjoys doing those puzzles? Let me see your, your hands. Yes, yes, yes. Some of you are puzzle people. That's good. Others of you like the challenge of doing crossword puzzles. I've been amazed. How many of you do crossword puzzles? Wow, wow, we, no wonder your brains are so sharp. All right. When uh, <laughs> my wife says amen. <laughs> when, I was <clears throat> when I was in my last year of high school and the first year at the University of Toronto, I had uh, calculus, which is a type of math, as many of you know. And uh, as I look back, you know, sometimes, or many times, to my surprise, I enjoyed, I enjoyed working out the, the problems in calculus. I enjoyed the challenge of trying to figure them out. How many of you, if you took calculus, how many of you enjoyed it? Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Yes. Quite a few of you. I remember when my wife took calculus uh, a few years ago, I guess now, I, I, said, I said, oh Lord, please, please, please encourage her not to ask me any questions <laughs> because it's so hard to remember. Many years ago, I did calculus quite a few years back and she was doing the calculus course just a few years ago. But anyway... Now, some of you men, some of you men have enjoyed the challenge of winning a particular woman's heart. Is that right? How many of you men, let's be honest here, how many of you men enjoyed the challenge of, of winning, women, winning a particular woman's heart? Let, let, let's see, show of hands there. Mr. Boxell, yes, congratulations to you. Yes, you won her heart and you've been together now. How many years? 49 years. All right, give them a hand. Why don't you stand, Mr. and Mrs. Boxhill? Why don't you stand? Oh, you're shy. You're always shy. All right. Yeah. Who else? There are others of you. Let me let's show of hands. Yes, yes, Damien. Oh, yes, you enjoyed winning her heart. That's good. How many of you women? How many of you women enjoyed the challenge of winning some man's heart? Uh, my, my wife says, oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if she's referring to me or to someone else. <laughs> I'm talking about before we were married, of course. <laughs> yes. So some of you women enjoyed that challenge. All right. Well, the Bible story we are going to learn from today is one in which Jesus challenges you and me. He challenges you and me in a variety of ways. The scene takes place sometime after Jesus' resurrection. The first part of John 21 tells us of how a group of the disciples were fishing all night on the Sea of Galilee, but they caught nothing. Some of you know the experience. Some of you know the experience, don't you? Maybe you didn't fish all night, but you fished for some hours and caught nothing. 
Well, Jesus, Jesus called out to them from the shore. Jesus called out to them, for example, in verse 6, then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. That is, you'll get some fish. Amen? And then look at verses 12 and following where it says, Jesus is speaking, now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. And then, and then the story continues on in this fashion at verse 15. And in the New Living Standard, in the New Living Translation Bible, which was translated from the Greek and Hebrew in the 1990s, from the Greek and the Hebrew, uh, this passage is entitled, Jesus Challenges Peter. Verse 15, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, son of John, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything you know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Verse 18. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him? What about him, Lord? Verse 22, Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. So my friends, our theme is Jesus challenges you and me. The first the first truth is this. Jesus challenges you and me to get our priorities straight. He challenges us to get our priorities straight. 
This comes out in the whole passage, but it, it begins especially in verse 15. In verse 15, where it says, After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, Do you love me more, more than these? Now, what did Jesus mean? What did he mean when he said that? Well, he possibly meant, do you truly love me more than all your material possessions? It's possible that Jesus, Jesus pointed to Peter's fishing boat and to all of his nets and all of his fishing gear. And it's possible that Jesus pointed to all of his business and his, his belongings, we might say, and, and said, uh, do, you, do, do you, Peter, do you really love me more than all your stuff? Do you really love me? And it's, it's good for you and me to also ask ourselves, do we really love the Lord more than all of our stuff? Now, you may not have a boat and fishing gear as did Peter, and neither do I, but most of us have what? We've got stuff. Stuff. And hopefully most of it is worth keeping. I usually tell my wife, honey, we can't throw that out. It's important stuff. You never know when we'll need it, right? Somebody agree with me, please. You never know when you'll need stuff. Amen. One or two of you agree with me, thank you. All right. So what did Jesus mean when, when, when he said, when he said, do you truly love me more than these? Well, do you truly love me more than your fellow disciples. Maybe, maybe Jesus meant, do you truly love me more than your fellow disciples love me, as you previously said? Because earlier, earlier, Peter had said, Peter had said, even if all fall away on account of you, I will never fall away, said Peter. He said, man, even if all the other disciples drop off the earth and they, they stop following you, Jesus, he said, I, I won't. I, I won't. So maybe Jesus was saying, well, do you, do you really truly love me more than all the others? Because uh, you were bragging about that earlier, Peter. Did he, did he maybe have that in mind? I don't know. I, I'm inclined to think that Jesus normally wasn't into kind of comparing people in terms of how much they loved him. But maybe he was just kind of encouraging Peter to really think about things but the bottom line, the bottom line, my friends, is, is simply this. As Jesus begins with this statement, Peter, do you love me more than these? It's a challenge. It's a challenge for you and for me and for you up in the balcony and for our radio listeners. It's a challenge for us to get our priorities straight. And to say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I do love you. I do love you with all my mind and heart and soul and spirit, with all that I am. Lord, yes, I've got stuff. i got lots of good stuff. But Lord, above all, above all, my heart, my heart is bent towards you. My heart adores you. My heart worships you. You are, you are 
the priority in my life? Is Jesus the priority in your life? Make that decision today to make him the priority. Amen? Let's go to a, a second truth and challenge, which is still connected to the first one, and it is this. Read it with me from the big screen. Jesus challenges us to examine the depth of our love for the Lord. This comes out as you read verses 15, 16, and 17. Why, why, did, why did Jesus ask Peter three times, do you love me? Why did he ask him three times, do you love me? Well, it's probable that because Peter had denied, denied knowing Jesus three times after they arrested Jesus, if you look at Matthew 26, don't turn to it, but Matthew 26, verses 69 through 75, it's possible that because Jesus knew that he denied him three times, Peter denied him, he wanted to give Peter a chance to reaffirm, restate, reaffirm his love and his commitment at least three times. Are you following me? Right? Dr. William Barclay writes, Jesus in his gracious forgiveness gave Peter the chance. Listen to this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. He, he says, Jesus in his gracious forgiveness gave Peter the chance to wipe out, to wipe out the memory of the threefold denial by a threefold declaration of love. Isn't that beautiful? He wanted Peter to have a chance to three times, just like he denied him three times, now he gives him a chance three times to say yes. And you know, I really, I really don't think Jesus did this to kind of needle him. You know how sometimes you needle people? Oh, maybe you don't, but, but. And Pastor Lisa doesn't, of course. No, no, her brothers do. No, they don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, I was intrigued to hear some of them needle each other yesterday at the wedding. In a nice way. In a nice way. Right? But, but I think it's beautiful that, that Jesus wanted to give Peter the chance to three times say, yes, yes. You know, sometimes, sometimes when the Lord asks you something more than once, more than once, it isn't, it isn't to hurt you, it is to help you. Think about it. Sometimes when the Lord asks you or tells you something, asks you more than once, twice, three times. It's easy to think, man, just, you're, you're bugging me, Lord. You're, you're annoying me. But he's not, he's not trying to hurt you. 
He's trying to help you. He's trying to get a message to you. And usually it's a message of love, mercy, grace, and peace. Amen? Jesus, Jesus was also giving Peter a chance to truly, to truly examine the depth, to truly examine the depth of love for our Lord. Now stick with me. This is, this is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To gain a better understanding, we need to be aware of the Greek words which were used in John's Gospel, chapter 21. This part of the Bible was originally written in what we call Koine Greek. And uh, it's been translated, of course, into, into English. The word for love that is used in the passage of Scripture that we just read was translated out of the Greek. And in simplified terms, in simplified terms, here is how the questioning from Jesus went. All right? Let's have it on the big screen. All right? So question one, verse 15. Jesus says, in the original Greek, the word that is used is agapas. Jesus said, do you agapas me? Agapas. Peter replies, I phileo you. Second question. In verse 16. Jesus once again says, Peter, do you agapas me? Now agapas is a form of agape, A-G-A-P-E, agape. All right? And, And Peter says, Peter says, I phileo you. Third question, verse 17. Now, now, interesting. Jesus says, Peter, do you phileo me? And Peter declares, you know that I phileo you. Stick with me now. Stick with me. Now here is something to think about. Um, Raven, if you can put those back up there. Uh, just go ahead and put them up. Why, why didn't Peter respond with the same word for love that Jesus used? Jesus said to him, Peter, do you agapas me? Peter says, I phileo you. Is there, is there a difference in meaning between agapas and phileo? All right. Consider another different example where, where two people are talking. All right. Two people are talking about a person. The question is this. You have recommended this person. Okay, one person says, you have recommended this person but do you actually know him? Answer, yes, I am acquainted with him. 
Question again. Do you know him? Answer. I am acquainted with him. Question. Are you acquainted with him? Answer. Now listen, I, I just told you he and I are really acquainted with each other. To really know, to really know a person, however, is one thing, correct? To be acquainted with that person is not quite so strong and does not necessarily imply such a high degree of intimacy and familiarity. The bottom line, the bottom line, church family, is this. Although the words for love, agapas and phileo, are, are sometimes used interchangeably in some parts of the Bible, we need to keep the following in mind. The gospel writer John, John usually distinguished between different words, different words which were very close in meaning. He was very careful about what words were used. Peter, in his answer, chooses a different word than the word used by Jesus. Jesus said, do you agapas me? Peter says, I phileo you. He did this not once, but twice in succession. The bottom line is, agapas, we could say, we could say agapas is a deeper expression. It's a deeper expression of love than phileo, although phileo is still excellent. It's just a deeper sacrificial love. It just goes, goes deeper. Dr. William Hendrickson, who has an excellent commentary on the Gospel of John, says the following about the words uh, love, agapas and phileo, that are used in John chapter 21. I believe we've got it on the big screen here. All right. Dr. Hendrickson says the following. He says uh, about agape, from which we get agapas, is love which is deep-seated, thoroughgoing, intelligent, and purposeful. A love in which the entire personality, not only the emotions, but also the mind and the will play a prominent part. Isn't that good? Come on now. Come on. That's, whoa, that, that's beautiful. And I can say that not because Pastor Nick wrote it. That's because a scholar wrote it who knew what he was talking about. And it's excellent. All right? Dr. Hendrickson then goes on and he says about phileo, he says, here it is. Phileo is love which tends in the direction of spontaneous, natural affection in which the emotions play a more prominent role than either the intellect or the will. Now that's still beautiful. That's still marvelous. That's still, that's still very, very good. But for, for any Greek scholars who, who might be listening, like Dr. Lisa Autar here, I understand. I understand that there is nothing wrong with phileo love. There's nothing wrong. It's very good. Phileo love is very good. But, but I believe Jesus, Jesus was challenging Peter. He was challenging Peter to go deeper in his love. And, and that's why, that's why Jesus said to Peter, 
do you agapas me? He was challenging Peter to go from where he was to where he could be. You see that? Are you with me now, church? Amen? That's what I believe Jesus what was doing. That's what he was doing. And I believe Jesus is challenging you and you and you and you and you up there. He's challenging all of us to go deeper in our love for the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a, there's a, a hymn. There's a hymn that, uh, that we haven't sung in a while. George and Ruth, come, come lead us in this hymn. And, and the words are beautiful. Deeper, deeper. The, the, the first verse says, deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus. Did, did you hear that? Deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus. Let me daily go higher, higher in the school of wisdom, more of grace to know. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. Ruth, George, sing it and use the, use the yellow one here, George. Amen. Stand for a moment. We're not finished. We're not finished. We're not finished. The stand. Deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus, daily let me go. You know what? All right. I was gonna I was gonna continue on in the message, but but uh, I'll continue on maybe next week in this in this message. You know, George, I was just thinking as we're singing this, I want to invite some of you. There's some of you here that are saying yes. Yes, I, I want to go. I want to go from where I am and my love for Jesus. I want to go to a higher level. I want to go to a higher level. I want to go into a deeper level, a deeper level. Oh, oh, deeper, deeper, in the love of Jesus, let me daily go. If that's your prayer today, you come. Come kneeling or standing around this altar. Come on, just step out, step out as we continue to sing as George leads it. Deeper, deeper, though it cost hard trials, deeper, let me go. You come, you come and pray sincerely, would you? Deeper, deeper, though it hosts our trials, deeper let me go. Rooted in the holy love of Jesus, let me fruitful go. Oh, deeper. 
deeper, higher every day with Jesus till all conflicts pass. Find to be conqueror and in him will limit perfected at last. Oh, deeper yet I pray and higher every day and wiser, blessed Lord, in thy precious holy Let's sing, let's sing that first verse again. There, there are so many at the altar, but there are others of you that also need to come. Those of you up in the balcony, we've got an altar right in front of you there in the middle section. There's a place you can kneel, you can kneel or stand. All right, let's, let's go back to that first verse. All right, others of you, come. Deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus, daily let me go. next verse I want to ask some of you. Come on now. I want to ask some others of you who, who are believers. You just come. Come behind these dear folks kneeling at the altar. I, I can't pray with everyone. Pastor Lisa, Pastor Lucas, you know, we, don't, we won't have enough time to pray with everyone. I want you to come. Come. Just lovingly put your hand on his or her shoulder. All right? And, and just pray. You don't have to know what they're coming for. You don't have to know or, or know their business. You just, you just lovingly place your hand upon their shoulder and, and just silently pray for him or her. Just silently pray. Come on now as we sing. Deeper, deeper. Deeper, deeper, blessed Holy Spirit, take me deeper Just as you challenged, you challenged Peter to go deeper in his relationship with you in a unique way through the words that he spoke. Oh, dear God, I believe you have been challenging and, and you want to challenge each of us here. Whether we're just starting, starting on the Christian journey or whether we've been believers for months or years, but you want us to go and grow deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus. Oh God, 
Hear the prayers of your people kneeling or standing around this altar. Hear the prayers of your people across this beautiful sanctuary. Hear the prayers of, of, of radio listeners and those listening on the internet, oh God. May you hear our prayers. For we seek, we desire to go and to grow deeper. Thank you for challenging us. Thank you for challenging us. We want to respond to your challenge, Lord. We will we respond to your challenge, O oh God. Hear our cries. Hear our prayers, our earnestness. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We want to be able to say, we want to be able to say, yes, Jesus, I truly agapas you. I truly love you with my whole mind, heart, soul, spirit, soul, with all, all that I am. This is our prayer as we seek to go deeper with you.